Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from Fort Lauderdale tomorrow. The Oilers, it's an early one. I was just taking a look at what time the bus is leaving. Wow. It's leaving so early, Mark Spector won't even be coming back from the bar yet at that time. Just kidding, Spector. Oh, you haven't done that in the last couple of weeks. Anyhow, I digress. Uh, 10.30 puck drop on the Oilers Radio Network. Cam, myself, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Jack and Louie on the TV side with Gene. And then 11 o'clock on Sunday against Carolina, these uh, three beasts of the Southeast. Oilers coming off a 5-3 loss in the first game of this five-game roadie against Tampa. A game they could have won. They played well enough to win. I don't think there was any debate about that. But uh, unfortunately, they didn't get enough stops which has been a bit of a reoccurring theme this year. And we read you the stats, and you can do them 19 different ways. But Sunday, they all add up the same. Winners now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted on 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Ashley Fine Floors open Monday to Saturday. Got a text. Somebody say, Bob, have the orders soured on... Uh, Mike Smith with you mentioning uh, or commenting on Smith giving it to the young defenseman. I'm like, no, that's my thing. I hate that. And it got brought up on yesterday's show and I got a chance to watch what uh, TNT fully said. And again, I didn't directly hear what Smith communicated to his D, but you know, certainly heard what Keith Jones and Eddie Olchuk said. And my, I, I'm not a fan of seeing goaltenders. Uh, I'm not a fan of seeing media guys go after young defensemen, and I'm certainly not a fan of seeing goaltenders uh, go after. I like the goalies that look in the mirror and said, I should have had that one. Like Brant Fear did when Steve Smith banked the puck in on him back in 1986. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, River Cree open 24-7. More chances to play, more chances to win. River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. We are joined by Sportsnet Spec Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bid racing has moved to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Fort Lauderdale. Spec back at Edmonton. And Mark has authored a piece today on the Oilers' goaltending situation. Spec, the floor is yours. What's it about? Well, 
uh, let's you can read my piece. It's about if I'm just playing GM and all the different options that are out there. But I want to backtrack a little, Bob. Are are you showing up your young defenseman? Is a goalie showing up his defenseman when the only guy who hears it is a reporter that's between the benches? When you got to go back the next day to find two guys talking about it on TV, but you well, I didn't hear it from the broad. The point I'm making is during the game, I had people tweet at me and say this had occurred and was mentioned on the TNT broadcast. I did not. That's my point. He didn't. Like, this isn't Patrick Waugh right. sitting in his knees after the puck goes in with his palms raised like it's everyone else's fault. Right. This is... No, like, no, no. He didn't He didn't, He didn't. didn't do that. And I'm... Right? And 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 again, What's stuff gets that? said during the course of the games. We know yeah. that. What's wrong and with that? And so, yeah. Yeah. Like, Anyhow, it got brought up. And I watched the... Yeah. T- my point, Mark, is I watched the TNT broadcast yesterday in its entirety to see yes. it so that I could verify it with what they said. So he just Fair. said he was... He, he had a, a heated... Uh, you know, there was some discourse shared between that and the young That's defenseman. And then Ed Dolchuk said, and the young defenseman might be saying under the breath, maybe you could have positionally played that one differently yourself. That was Ed's retort to that. So I okay. only nearly responded to it and then stated that I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I personally am not a fan of that. You know I, that's one of my things. So whatever. it's It gets dealt with internally and you move on. It's not a reflection. Now, I will say if he doesn't stop talk, start, start stopping the puck and he's kind of like the whole season's been predicated on, well, we got to get Smith back up and running and yeah. he's been given some starts here and it hasn't come to fruition, has it? No, it hasn't. I, it hasn't. It's not. His game's not coming back. He's his game's in November. The rest of the league's game is is in almost in March here. So that's the problem. So and there's a couple things here. I, I wrote today. I'm not. I would. I carved Mike Smith after that game too. I wrote today how they need to move on. So this isn't me protecting Mike Smith. But I want to talk about the goals in that game, right? Devin Shore kicks one in his own net. Goal is going left. He kicks it inside the right post. Okay, so not, that one's not on him. If he's locked okay, in, wait. maybe he's. Let me if keep he's going. In, maybe, he maybe, stops. maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But the point is, Devin Shore kicked the puck in his own net. Okay, then um, uh, one goes. The Stamkos goal goes off a Lagesson stick and up under the bar. Right. Went off a Lagesson stick, went up under the bar. I want that save too, Bob, but the fact remains it went off an order stick and up under the bar. Braden Point scores a goal where Smith stops the puck and Lagesson and uh, Nima Linen are standing there and a little point is the guy who gets the puck and fires right in front of the net. No one cleaning up in front of the net. Right? Corey Perry scores a goal. It goes off the shaft of the Nothing he could do on at the top of the crease and goes to the net. So if I'm Seth, here's what I'm thinking, okay? I'm thinking, look, boys, I'm clearly struggling here. I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to get my game. And you guys can't control the front of your net. There's tips. There's battles getting lost. You think he's mad at those defensemen out there? Bobby, you're damn right he's mad at those defensemen. The Oilers' crease is a free-for-all for the other team, and everyone's blaming Smith for it or Koskinen for it. I watched Karn and McDavid blow two pucks past the best goalie on earth right now, right? Vasilevsky saw both those shots all the way, and McDavid beat him clean. One. 
I you didn't see the first one, Hyman? All right, Mark. That, okay. My point is I'll, this. I'll did anyone say, oh, you got to have that puck? No, they didn't. Right? Just, they didn't say that. Just, just, just here's why. Because of the body of work. Just, I, just, I just want to get back to the goals. Get goal one and get goal four against Tampa were not on Smith. Goal two and goal three. Smith would probably tell you, okay, maybe, like if he's got a stronger left uh, uh, pad on the third one and the second one where he got beat. Uh, I'm sorry. I, like I, I, I think that I personally think, even though I never play the position, I personally think I look at goals two and three, and because of the body of work, because of the challenges uh, early in games over the last several, I mean, through the first period of that game, Mark, through the first period, in Mike Smith's last 10 starts, the first five shots that he'd faced, that's 50 shots total, he'd given They're up going 14 in. goals. I know They're that. going in. That's why it's, in. it's not an issue because of one specific game. And back to, Var- and back to uh, Vasilevsky, he's got no chance on the Oilers' first power play goal. Zach Hyman is planted right in front of him. He never saw the puck. It was a great screen and a real smart shot by McDavid. So I'm just saying if Smith, if Smith's got a 920 all season, we're not having this conversation. We're not having this conversation. But the guy's got a 720. That. He's got a 720 in his last 10 starts in the first five shots in goal of a game. And that's why it's an issue. So we're not, you know, we're not, and you can say, well, that's why he's fired up. Guys got to help me out here. And I would say a lot of other guys might internalize that. Guys might internalize that and say, I got to be better too. And he probably is saying, I got to be, he knows he's got to play better. He'd be the first guy to tell you that. But he needs some help here. And that's my point. Let's move on. The one thing that you and Elliot, I was just listening to Elliot's conversation, is very interesting. But I thought the one thing that you both missed is, why are we calling Skinner up and not sending Smith down? Right? What what good? Because well, wait a sec. They'd have to clear. Yeah. He'd have to clear waivers. So. Clear. You don't think Mike Smith gets picked up on waivers right now? I, I don't know if you do that to him. I'm just saying, just have just have Skinner here huh? and just play the best guy. Okay, but hold on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The only way, Mike, what we've got, we know this about Mike Smith. Let's talk about, find some things we can agree on. When every goal is at the top of their game, Mike Smith's their best goalie, right? Am I right on that? At this time, probably. Yeah. Well, yes. At this yes, time, he is, sure. yes. When every goal is on top of his game, Mike Smith's their best goalie. Mikko Koskinen's doing his part. He's playing, let's say, half the games, and he's playing pretty well. Like, he can be. And he's winning games. And he's he winning can games. He's a 40 to 50% goaltender. We agree on that, and he's winning games. So the only thing that, that doesn't work in any of this, Bob, is having Mike Smith up here and not playing very much. Mike Smith needs to play. He's got to find his game. And if, if we've yeah. decided, and I think we agree on this, I think every order is sick of throwing games at Smith, hoping he finds his game and watching the two points go out the window. I think we're passing that here pretty quick. I think he gets another start, and then there's a decision has got to get made. So if I'm making that decision and I'm bringing up Skinner to play, you know it sucks having three goalies at practice. You know it's a bad situation having three goalies around the team. It never works. Why are we sending Smith down to the minors and giving him some ice time and letting him play his way back? I don't get it. Are we afraid we're going to lose him on waivers? Are you going to lose Mike Smith on waivers? I don't think you'd lose Mike Smith on waivers. I wouldn't mind Mark, losing Mike there, Smith on your, waivers. Your perspective, next year. Mark, your, perspe- your perspective is fair. I'm just looking at the deployment of the personnel going, they're going 11-7 and seven already. 
Brendan Perlini uh, is twice removed from playing right now. The option isn't, well, is it going to be Sevier and Perlini? Who goes in? It's, is it, you know, Shorp or Sevier or is it Benson and Sevier, right? That's kind of where we're at right now because of the injuries. I just look at it like you could, you, for a couple weeks, maybe a month, because I think once Keith comes up, Broberg's going back down and you're still going 11 and 7 at that point. I, I, why wouldn't you carry for two weeks three goaltenders? I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if you want out of respect to Mike. I don't know if you necessarily. Now you bring up a valid point. Maybe you just say screw it, get get back up and running with some games in the minors. That is a fair perspective to have. I might say no. Let's continue to work your tail. Now the problem is because of a condensed schedule, you don't have as many practice dates. Yeah, there's no practice time, and their schedule actually evens out to the point where trying to keep three guys happy, no one's playing enough. Skinner's not going to play enough. Smith's not going to play enough. Yeah, I don't see how you do it. Like I know so that it, it's this, hard Mark. to send a veteran down. I get it, but I think it's yeah. best for the player. Yeah, uh, let's let's do this, Mark. So they play. Let's assume Koskinen starts tomorrow against Florida, and then Smith starts against Carolina. Sure. If Mike has another start where he gives a couple goals up in the first five or six shots of the game, where he's not very good, yeah, I call Skinner up on Monday, and he play he uh, Koskinen plays for me on uh, Tuesday in Philly. Yeah, and, 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 and Skinner it, goes depending Thursday. on how depending on how good he is, I may play if Koskinen is great, I'll play him again two days later. He can handle that. But Mark, I, I would I, like to dis- I would like to discuss something that's occurred here under Jay Woodcroft. Throw out the first period against the New York Islanders. The Oilers are not giving up near the same shot totals that they were the last six games. So San Jose, yeah. granted, they were coming back from a break. You can argue L.A. was coming back from a break. You can argue Tampa was. The last six, I mean, Winnipeg had six power plays in the game and only had three shots. The Oilers gave up 23 against Tampa Bay, 22 against Minnesota. Now, Minnesota might have turned off the gas, but they There's only had 22 score shots. In that game, yeah. There's some score sure, effects in that game. 24, sure. yeah, uh, Winnipeg only had 24 shots. The Ducks were at 30. Kings were at 32, and San Jose was at 20. They're yeah. giving up. This team is playing more like Jay Woodcroft's teams that kind of outshot teams like 33 to 24, 25 most nights. They're kind of playing like that a bit. Like, Well, listen, I'm a broken record on this show, Bob, for the last two years, talking about how this team needs to play a style of hockey that can win a 3-2-2-1 game at this time of year. I'm not going to chew on that one again. But they're doing it now. Right, they're doing it. They're playing hockey now, where they're playing patient hockey. They're not bleeding grade A chances. There's only one cog here that's not working, and we all know what it is. Right, this team. I got a text from a guy in Winnipeg when they were playing Winnipeg. I might have told this story. He said, "My goodness, you put a goalie behind this team, you're going to have a hell of a playoff team." Because the way they played Winnipeg for 45 minutes was, you know, textbook defensive hockey. So. It would be a shame, right? They're finally cracking that nut defensively as a team. I think they're, you know, Woodcross got them playing well. Guys are digging in. It would really be a shame to see a team that finally graduates on that front ball and is giving up 23 shots and still can't keep the goals below three. That would be wasteful, would it not? Yeah. Uh, Spec, we got guys taking shots. at. 
Yeah, we got shot guys taking uh, shots at us both here. So let's get me. Let's get this one texter out of Edmonton says. So let's get this right. The goals aren't Smith's fault, but let's send them down to the minors. <laughs> that text comes in. Uh, Jesse from Kelowna, though, Mark says I agree with Mark. I wouldn't mind losing Smith on waivers and having Koskinen and Skinner. I don't believe Mike Smith would get claimed on waivers because he's got a year left at two point two million. Yeah. Uh, and and so there you go. Um, Anita, uh, who took the time to reach out to me, I should, I should mention, when I'm doing these remote shows, uh, we have a very unique setup to have, uh, studio caliber sound. And at times you are going to hear things that are extra. It's just, just the way it works. It's not a regular broadcast setup. So my apologies, Anita, but thank you for helping us out here. Uh, are the defense perfect? Perfect says they need it. No, they're not. However, they are limited to high, uh, high powerful teams to five or six shots in the first period. And all the previous games under Woodcroft have been the lowest shots against all year. Maybe it is the goalie. Mark's right. Let's send Smith down to the farm from Anita. So there's a lot to think, you know what? Smith should be going down. And you're saying he goes down for a conditioning stint to get his game back. And that they try to soldier through in the short term under cost. I'm, I'm saying and more skin. practice isn't what Mike Smith needs. Mike Smith does not need to sit up here and split practice time. I don't care if, okay. if you're a Mike Smith believer, play him for the Edmonton Oilers and, and grit your teeth. And if he gets it back, you'll be rewarded. But don't sit him on the side and make him not play games. If he's not playing here, he's got to play there, in my eyes. Well, your piece after the game I found quite interesting because you and me have had a fairly animated discussion on uh, on the route of Edmonton's. I mean, Mark, the Oilers are the only, you know this, they're the only team in a playoff spot right now that has a sub-900 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of went through this once before, you and me, back in the 05-06 season. Uh, the, the, and I was never a Ty Conklin guy, though I really liked him as a person, but I was just not a big, con- he was a backup. Well, you and were right. They had, and they had Mike Morrison here. He was a backup. And Kevin went out and got, uh, Dwayne Rollison. And then some idiot picked, uh, uh are we going to call Robin Brownlee an idiot? Uh, Robin Brownlee and another idiot <laughs> picked the Oilers to beat Detroit. And you, I just remember, I remember thinking, oh man, that's, it, it's, it's, it's like watching, uh, the line in, uh, Rocky, uh, the first Rocky. This guy's all wrong. This guy could be all wrong for you, man. I remember telling Babs that I think these guys might be all wrong for you. And, uh, and lo and behold, Rolly, I, it, I, there's not, I, is there a Dwayne Rollison out there, Mark? That's where I'm going next. You wrote the piece today. That's the other part of your piece. Is that guy out there? I mean, I wrote that piece today, and and the reason that I fixated a little bit on Barlamov, Bob, and I realize he has a no move, but he's also remember he's sitting in New York and he's not playing. Uh, He's a backup there, and he's he's lost that job. He ain't getting it back. So if you look at the long line of goalies, I'm with Elliot. I don't think Flurry finds his way here. Uh, I don't know what Varlamov's thinking. A lot of times Russian guys want to stay in New York. I get it. But look at the guys below that. Like, look at the goalies you can get. You could probably get most goalies out of those Eastern Conference teams that are out of it by now. But but go through the process. I mean, let's go to Philly. You're not getting Carter Hart, right? Philly's not no. Carter Hart. So they might give you Martin Jones. Well, is he making any better? I don't think so. You have Thomas Grice out of Detroit. Is he making any better? No. Right? Does, you can't get Elvis Merzlikens out of Columbus. That's the guy I want. I'd take him. I'd make a trade for him in a heartbeat. You don't get him. You get Yonah Corpusalo, who's like a career 902 guy. 
You know, I'm, he doesn't make you any better. You know, I, so I read some stuff about James Reimer the other day. James Reimer is, a, 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 first of all, he's one of the nicest guys I ever met in hockey. But he's a, does he make you better, Bob? I don't think he makes you any better. He's never proven to be a guy that could take the ball in the playoffs and run with it. So I, I, there's a bunch of goalies out there, but how many can really make you better, Bob? What do you think? Am I missing anybody? Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it, I, and I think I think you agree with me on this. They have to just be patient and grow, Skinner. Agreed? They do. They do. They do. And you know, we didn't we miss Billy Jusso. So this isn't giving him to you now. I love the thought of going after him this summer. That's a, that's a wise tactic. That's a summer move. And you're competing right. against probably four or five other teams, but right. it's a summer move. St. Louis isn't giving him to you now. They have a playoffs to do, too. So... Here's my only thing with Skinner Bob. Right? There's a lot of pressure in this town, right? A lot of pressure on Holland. Yes. A lot of pressure from the players. Guys, McDavid and Drysdale, they're sick of losing. We've been through this. They've failed twice in a row. It's time to win. We all look pressure, and there's a ton of here. You're going to take a guy that's played 14 NHL games in, in Stuart Skinner and basically put it in his lap? Is that what you're going to do? No, what I'm suggesting is a short-term solution short term while you buy yourself more time looking for a trade maybe Stuart skinner that's what i'm call suggesting. i'm calling him up right away like i'm with you on this okay unless i see the mike smith that i've been looking for on sunday in carolina if he plays that game on sunday now we, we reassess but if he's back to being an average goalie on sunday Stewart's coming up and he he's playing he's it's for me it's him and coffin until we figure something out I can't waste any more time trying to get Mike Smith up to speed here. It's not happening. He's 39. He may never get back up to speed, man. Nobody knows the answer to that, right? Well, I mean, he had a great year last year at 9.23. We said, Mark, you know, we talked about this all off season that Calgary, Jacob Markstrom was going to bounce back. We talked about it. And he logic dictates when a guy has three years of 9.12 to 9.18, and we know Edmonton was in deep in those conversations, there was yeah, no way he was going to be not, and there was no way he was going to be nine oh four again. And conversely, we knew that there was no way Smith was going to be nine twenty three again. That he needed to be nine oh five to nine fifteen, and Koskinen needed to go from eight ninety nine back up to nine oh five nine oh six. And if they had those two at those, if they had the, the, them around nine oh five nine oh six, they'd have a team save percentage in the mid nine hundreds, and they would be okay because sure. of the way they can score. And they and and again. They're in a playoff spot with a sub-900 save. I mean, Skinner's at 913, right? And I'm counting empty net goals and team save percentage, just so the listeners are aware. So this is, they got to find out with Smith here. They got to, you know what, or get off the pot with Smith shortly. He's got to get it turned around. And the only thing they can do in the short term is recall Skinner. Without, without... And so, well, there you go. We kind of, we kind of agree. We kind of. Bob, every spring, my boss makes me pick all the series, right? Sixteen playoff series, and every spring there's some you can't figure out, and you go, "Geez, I'm not sure about this one." And you know how I always break my tie? Best goalie. I look at who's got the best goalie. That's how I break my tie every year. I'm not saying it's a perfect system, but I think it's a good one. And I'm going to ask you, based on goaltending, is 
Is Edmonton beating Vegas? Is, is Edmonton's goalie beating Robin yeah, they Leonard? They could beat Vegas, Mark. They could beat Vegas because Leonard has Robin Leonard's uh, on his game? Issue. Does Edmonton have a goalie Labor. that could play like Robin Leonard? Not this minute, they don't. Miko and what happens when you beat him? Miko Koskinen's beat him twice straight up in Vegas this year. And Robin yeah. Lehner, Robin Lehner's got an injury, Mark. He's not out of Well, he's injured now. I'm saying break. it's playing well. And I'm going to throw Markstrom at you. You go up against the Flames and they got That's Markstrom. And you, you think you're going to bet Edmonton? I can't bet Edmonton, Bob. Hey, Spack, they are suppressing shots. It's got to be stated. Hey, thanks they for are. this, Mark. They are. All right, Bobby. It's 128. We've blown right through another break. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.